Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing the Alien RPG. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Chariots of the Gods. It was written by Andrew E.C. Gaska, and it's available from Free League Publishing. Our game master is Tyler Hudak, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Captain Paul Augustine. But before we begin, we have two new patrons. Andrew Bush has pledged $10 a month, and Jenny Wilson has pledged four pounds to our club. Very generous. Thank you so much, Andrew and Jenny. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> Montero Command Log, Sidereal Date 2183.225. We are... We were revived from crypto. Sorry, we were revived from cryo sleep by mother 37 days ahead of schedule to investigate a distress beacon somewhere near the Theta Persei star system. We are currently on a mission conveying a large shipment of tritium helium 3 to Sutter's world. Mother relayed a message from corporate uh, that we uh, needed to divert and investigate. It didn't take us long to find the ship. It was an old Heliades-class ship with the designation Cronus 142601. Our database showed that she had been lost in 2110, about 73 years ago. She was a science vessel with a complement of 34 crew, six of which were scientists. We docked above deck A, and I sent Lambert and Coleman to see if they could power her up. We got an immediate relay from corporate that we were to retrieve any data and check to see if any of the crew were still alive and rescue them. We noted from the outside that it had been fitted with a large science module and that that had been jettisoned. Lambert went to the reactor while Coleman headed to the cryopods. Along the way, Coleman encountered his first dead crewman. It looked like the head, uh, the head wound was self-inflicted. <clears throat> there were also some physical aberrations, the cause of which is unknown. Two of the three cryopod rooms were vacant while the third was sealed. Coleman could see, however, that some of the pods were still functional. He also noticed some deep scoring on the door. I will have to take a look myself. He made it sound like they were claw marks. Company man, Mr. Harker, wanted to do a little exploring. I tried to discourage this, feigning personal concern for his welfare. Truth is, I didn't trust the man, and I indicated to my pilot, Joe Landry, that I wanted her to keep an eye on him. As it was, they both made a small discovery just inside the corridor once they had crossed the umbilical. A cluster of what looked like mushrooms or puffballs growing on the floor. The Cronus scientists were biologists. Who knows what they were working on out here? Space chickens to feed the billions or some new meatless sausage, who knows? Now we come to the distressing part. Roughneck John Lambert was working to repair the ship's lateral WF 15 2.8 terawatt fusion reactor when another body the second one encountered, <clears throat> bizarrely reanimated at the other end of the control room. We watched in stunned horror as the thing chased Lambert out the door and down the hall. 
Lambert managed to close the door behind him as he ran out onto the catwalk above uh, level D. The thing, I'm assuming now it's a synth, tore the door from its hinges and set upon the roughneck with great speed. The last thing that we saw was the synth. I assume so because it's strength and speed. It, it grabbed the roughneck's helmet and crushed it. We need to regroup and hunt it down before it kills anyone else. Fucking sense. All right. And that is where we pick up. So just as a reminder, the captain is still sitting in the, uh, the, 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 the Montero. Yeah. Both, uh, or Herb, uh, you were—you uh, had mistakenly gone on to uh, deck B, uh, and once everything started happening, you circled back, uh, heading down. And I think when we left, you had just reached uh, deck C. Uh, and then uh, Josephine and Ernest, where? Uh, remind me where you were. I know you had just entered the ship. Uh, you had started looking at those like little pod things. Uh, where? Where had you gone from there? We were looking for uh, the galley. We were on deck B, uh, where we expected the galley to be. Um, what there was another objective on B. I would. I wanted to go look at the ship's logs, see if okay. I could learn what it, what where they'd been. All right, um, and once uh, everything that that happened uh, with. Uh, the 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 person the, the creature whatever it was um, started uh, you could all hear this over your um, all the the comms uh, within your helmets uh, the captain could see this through the, the cameras that they had and that's where we're picking up uh, so herb you are uh, running down deck C uh, heading toward the uh, the hallway, you reach the catwalk. And, and remember, too, that all the lights are off within the the, the Cronus. Right. There are, uh, like, emergency lights at every couple of feet or at, like, corners. But other than that, and, and uh, other than the lights within your helmet, there isn't a, a lot of light for you to see. So as you emerge onto the catwalk on deck C, uh, you you get to the uh, the edge of where uh, this all took place, and you can just barely see at the end of the catwalk, lying on the ground, is the body of your fellow roughneck uh, lying there. Uh, even from the distance that you're at, uh, you can see gore and blood uh, everywhere and you can see his helmet has just been completely obliterated basically smashed to, uh, together you don't see anything else though although from below you in deck d which is uh, where the vehicle bay is you can hear movement uh, very like scurrying movement however it is too dark for you to see, even with the lights on your helmet, it's too far down for you to see anything. Okay. Coleman, yeah. Lambert's been attacked by a rogue synth, I assume. Get out of there. Uh, yeah, I, I found him, boss. Uh, he, yeah, he is. Uh, God, it crushed his, crushed his skull and the entire helmet of the suit. I'm getting out of here. I hear something down on D. Yeah, get uh, up down here. the vehicle boat. So, yeah, I, I, I've kind of hold the the bolt gun out i'd rather have anything else right now but you know 
I've got it out and I'm heading quickly as I can back to the, uh, to the junction to head up. Uh, uh, Mr. Harker, uh, Josephine, uh, sorry, I know you don't like to call Josephine. Um, we've got a big problem. We've got what seems like a rogue synth, something that's malfunctioning. It's uh, killed Lambert. Um, we need to, uh, we need to, get into a central place and uh, arm ourselves. We're going to have to hunt this thing down and stop it. Should we come back to the ship, Cap, or are you coming um, here? Why don't you wait there? I'm going to come over. Uh, I think there's an armory over there. I believe the schematic suggested that. Uh, Coleman, uh, what do you think the pressure would be required to crush one of these helmets? Uh, gosh, I mean, I would think it would only be possible by a machine. I mean, either, right. you know, heavy machinery or I guess a synthetic could probably do it. That's, Those that's things it. usually have fail safes built in, like, for the most part, not to harm humans, but I guess it malfunctioned. This whole ship seems to have had some uh, damage of one kind or another. Uh, right. So uh, uh, the pilot and I are going to uh, look for the armory. Yeah, um, I I'll, think the sooner we can get a hold of some counter uh, force, the better. Well, I'll meet you on B. I think that's where it was. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, actually, so as you are you know, having this discussion, with, with everything that happened in the previous few minutes, uh, you know, you, you've been breathing heavily. Uh, Herb, you were running. Everybody give me a supply, air supply roll for their suit, except the captain, obviously. I think Harker and I were at rating the the normal you, rating. Yes, uh, uh, five. Yes, okay. and I think her. Do we you may have we don't lost. add stress die to this. No, you don't add stress die to this. So you, you uh, whatever your current air supply is, you just roll that many base die. Uh, if you get any sixes, then that means that or yes, I think it's sixes. Uh, then you lose uh, that much in uh, supply. So you, uh, Joe, you roll two sixes. Yes. So that means that your air supply is down by two. I think it's I ones. Is yeah, it I ones? Yeah, ones. I, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, okay. so I apologize. Uh, I didn't roll any ones. Okay, I, and I'm afraid I did lose one. Okay, it as well. Yeah, it was one of those things that as soon as I said it, I knew it was probably not right. Sorry. But, all right. Uh, so, uh, Captain, as this as they're kind of moving around, uh, are you getting a suit on? Is that your plan? Uh, yeah, before I do that, are they, uh, uh, Joe, uh, Harker, are you on level A? I think we're on B. You're on B. You down to yeah. B? Yeah. Move down to B. Are you in the corridor or are you still in junction? We'd started moving toward the, the galley. Um, so I think we're in the corridor at okay. this point, like we're moving. Okay. Correct. You're going to want to turn around, go back up towards the front of the ship. Uh, towards the bridge, uh, but then keep going down that corridor, and it's going to be the first door on your right will be the armory. Got it. And we'll start um, moving that direction, yeah. I'm going to ask a really dumb question for a captain to ask, but which side is port and which side is starboard on the ship? If port is left. Port is left, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. 
So you start, uh, the, the three of you, uh, Herb, you're able to make it back up to deck B right about the time that the other two get to uh, the, uh, are passing the junction uh, and heading over to the armory. Uh, Captain, if, if you're putting on a suit, it's going to take yeah. a couple minutes for you to get that on and to you know start making your way over. Uh, let, let me just ask, uh, and then so... Uh, again, uh, your suit has two armor. That is a mistake I made last time. Uh, just to, to kind of clarify that, uh, armor does help. It, uh, it it is possible to prevent damage with armor or anything that that supplies armor. We did roll afterwards to make sure that that would not have prevented the death, and it did not. So we're we're still good there. Um, What's the but, oxygen supply? Uh, uh, it is five. You have a. It starts with a, a supply of five. So, uh, Joe, Herb, and Ernest, you get to the vestibule, which on your map signifies it's the armory. Uh, the the doors, and, and actually all the doors, uh, there, there's still a minimal amount of like life support power within the uh, within the the Cronus, which which is why it's not you know completely sub zero temperatures. The the ship does keep it at a specific level so that everything just doesn't freeze. Uh, it keeps the minimal. Uh, amount of power, it, especially for the cryo chambers uh, to work. Um, so the door is open. Uh, inside the armory, uh, it, is, it is basically almost stripped bare. There are, uh, you see one uh, pulse rifle lying on the ground, uh, a case of shotgun shells kind of lying, splayed out uh, across, but that is all that is in there. And, and it definitely looks like this room could have held a lot more weapons. Uh, it is just uh, spread completely bare. What is unusual is that uh, the room is fairly clean too, except for one spot where there, along the wall, there is a splatter of this dried milky white spray. No, uh None of those uh, sort of fruit and body golf ball looking things. No, you don't see any in this room. I wonder, is that, uh, is that uh, synthetic? I was just about to say, uh, Harker, I think that might be synth blood. Yeah. Blood fluids. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 once you kind of, you know, even though it's dried and has been on there for who knows how long, it, it does remind you of synthetic uh, blood, it, you know, milk, whatever it's, uh, whatever term you want to use, which is, you know, unlike human, it, being red, it is white. Right. But that, you know, the, the idea that a synthetic was injured here doesn't help with the puzzle of the violent synth downstairs. Uh, well, uh, Joe, I think you should take the pulse rifle since I've got a pistol and Coleman's got uh, the bolt gun. Okay. At yeah. least all of us have something to fire. Also, uh, Coleman, you you reported a shotgun. Yeah, I'm going to gather up the shells. Uh, I mean, the bolt bolt gun will do, but I'd much rather have a shotgun. No, it's yeah. It, uh, and since we have clearly, I mean, I assume that all the other weapons are somewhere on the ship, but if you can use the shotgun, I think the last... Uh, owner won't be needing it. No, didn't look like it. So the after you gather all the shotgun shells, uh, that's essentially an extra re reload for your shotgun. Uh, so so note that uh, the pulse rifle uh, has uh, it has one reload uh, for it as well. Um, and so you know the pulse rifle will give you plus one die whenever you roll ranged combat, and it does two damage. 
And obviously no. we can go through all that if uh, should we need to. Now I found I found Johnny's body. I mean, head was just I mean just crushed him. Yeah. But down I was looking over the catwalk and I don't know, I heard whatever it was moving around down there. It didn't seem like it followed me, but I didn't stick around too long. Do you think it's possible that it uh he triggered it by entering that room and then it's going to return to some previous protocol. I mean, if it's a synth, I don't know. Those things can be programmed, you know, to do a lot of things, I guess, but he was in there an awful, awful long, I mean, fairly long time before it rose up and, you know, popped his head. Uh, Well, I think uh, we can inform the captain when he, uh, so we have limited ammunition, uh, munitions rather, uh, remaining. It looks like that uh, there was a run on weapons. I, I think we should continue the search for the log. I agree. Does anybody need a weapon? I can grab one from here before I come over. I think we're good. Make sure to bring one for yourself, though, Cap. I, this, I got one. I had a bad feeling about this. I'll have to go up to A. That's where the shotgun is. It's by cryo. You know, Captain, it can't hurt to bring a, a if you is if you have the space to carry it, bringing over another weapon is probably not a bad idea. Or you All can right. bring the shotgun down when you meet us and say, "I'll do that. I'll, I'll okay. grab the shotgun." That's, yeah, um, you should have a free hand. All right, so the, I'll find the you. the shotgun. Yeah, that was on deck A uh, towards the back of the yeah. ship near the cryo chambers. Uh, Herb, you left it there, right? You didn't take yeah, it. Yeah, I did not bring it. No. Uh, so I, I can meet have... you. I can no, meet you I'm up there, just... boss. If you want, that's okay. You stay put. Keep keep everyone safe. Okay. Um, you were going to go to the mess hall. If you go towards the mess hall, I will. Uh, I'll meet you there. So my, I'm going to go down junction A1 to B, B2. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to come down from the ship into A, uh, go along and get the uh, get the uh, shotgun. I'm going to take a look at the cryo uh, chambers just in case. Okay. I want to see the scratch marks. So, uh, know, Captain, we're... No, from the armory, we're near the corporate suite than we are the mess hall. Uh, there might be some useful data in there. So yeah. I think that's right. our first port of call. It's just down the junction. All right. All right. Good call. Um, so, uh, Captain Paul, as you start heading down the hallways, you know, it, it does take you probably a good 10 minutes to, to get your suit on, to, to make it through the umbilical uh, from the Montero to the Cronus. You get over, uh, and, and just like I described before, the uh, the, the junction um, is uh, you know, fa- fairly in good shape. Uh, you head down the hallway, uh, eventually making it to the hallway with the body. Um, I believe you took a stress uh, through the cameras before, so you don't need to do that. Uh, but you you see the same kind of body lying there. Its arms are just uh, to recall. Its arms are elongated uh, to the point where the its uh, suit had kind of ripped open as well. Uh, no explanation that you can think of for something like that happening. It's not like something had tore the 
the suit or tore his arms off, the arms are just themselves elongated. The, the bones of the arms or the arms themselves are longer than they should be. But is you grab... The, uh, is the musculature larger? Like gorilla arms or... They, they do seem to be more muscular and the, the arms themselves, the, it, it's like the arms just grew uh, in some very weird fashion and probably very quickly too, or within a short period of time to, to cause that to happen to the suit. <clears throat> Heading over to the cryo chambers, uh, looking, going down that hallway, like I described before, cryo one and two are the, the door, the cryo rooms on the sides of the cryo hallway are empty. Cryo three uh, is locked. Uh, you can kind of glance in through the doors. It's very difficult to see, uh, even with uh, because of the reflection of the uh, light on your uh, on, on the glass to look through the door. You can't really see too too much in there. You can just kind of see um, a number of cryo chambers in there, five and or I'm sorry, six in total uh, that uh, appear to be on. And the only reason you can tell that is because you can see like the lights uh, blipping and, and glowing from there. And uh, along the door, it uh, along the sides of the door, it does look like something had scratched it, uh, the, the doors or gouged the, the doors themselves, uh, the metal in the doors. And, and it's not, it, it doesn't look like these are stress fractures or anything like that as you're looking at that, because you can see what looks like, you know, if a hand had gone and just scratched down that metal, that that's kind of what you see or what your mind But it would have to you. be something metal tearing into the metal, I'm assuming. Um, you, that's a good, that's a safe assumption. I'm, I'm, I'm looking around. Um, uh, Coleman, I'm at the, uh, the cryo chambers. Uh, I'll be down in a minute. Do you think that there'd be a way to get through the ventilation system into the uh, pod three? Uh, I think you might be able to, if we need to get in there, rescue those people. I would, I would think so. I mean, that, I mean, you want to make sure the everything works in cryo. So you want to be able to control, you know, atmosphere, temperature, all that stuff. So I would imagine there's a vent hooked up or that, that lead, would lead into there. All right. I'm coming back down. I'm coming out of where you are. So I've got so to retrace it, my steps back. To- yeah. So, so while cap- the captain was heading towards this, uh, Joe, Herb, and Ernest, you said you were instead going to go to the corporate suite. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So the corporate suite is uh, just down the hallway from the the armory. Uh, you get to the door and open it up. And this was probably, and, and Ernest, you would know this too. This was probably a luxurious suite at one point. You know, Wayland Utani is, you know, while for all the cuts that they make, they treat their uh, co- company reps very well. And so this at one point uh, was probably a very luxurious, very nicely decorated suite. However, that is no longer the case. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the furniture in here has just been destroyed. It is thrown all over the place. Uh, the couch cushion stuff, uh, or what was once a couch cushion or couch, uh, the stuffing has been ripped out all over the place. The bed is on its side and is soaked in blood on uh, where the mattress was. There is a wet bar on one side of the room that has just been uh, completely uh, obliterated, torn in half, broken bottles everywhere, although you do see a bottle or two kind of lying on the ground. Uh, on the far side, you do see a door, which uh, what you assume is probably a walk-in closet. Uh, but other than that, looking, just glancing in, there's just a lot of things thrown about. So, you know, you can't really pick out anything specific uh, unless you want to go in and start looking around. Clearly, they had no respect for the chain of command. Uh, if they murdered the corporate rep in his bed, or, well, something did. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to open uh, the closet door. Okay. Uh, what are the uh, rest of you doing? Poking around. You know, okay. like entering the room and, right. you know, looking through stuff. Okay. I'm hanging in the hallway. I'm looking for ventilation shaft entrances. Now that, now that the boss has put that in my mind, I'm trying to locate them and, you know, see if I can mentally map out anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Herb, you, you see uh, ventilation shafts uh, on either side of the walls of in the, in the hallway of the corporate suite. So, so where you, you figured the corporate suite ends in the hallway, you can see ventilation shafts on both sides that, that go towards the, uh, the edge of the, the ship. Uh, Joe, you're, you start kind of just digging around. Uh, you do find like one or two bottles of uh, liquor uh, that are intact, just kind of scattered around. There's a lot of clothes. Uh, you do kind of get the impression that the company rep for the ship was a woman uh, based on the, the clothes. Uh, you also find a, you know, a couple pictures on a, on a desk that have just, you know, the, the, the glass uh, holding the pictures have been cracked, but you can see, you know, a, a woman with probably uh, family or, or friends. Um, you also find uh, under the mattress, uh, you immediately recognize this as uh, a little box. And, you, and once you open it up, you see a syringe as well as um, three uh, uh, kind of like three um, uh, small bottles uh, that uh, you immediately recognize as basically a stimulant uh, that you would inject uh, that, you know, is, would be highly illegal. And a pocket that and the alcohol. Yep. Uh, Ernest, as you walk over to the closet, uh, you quickly realize that it's actually not a closet. Uh, it is in fact the door to a EEV or a, a, basically an escape vessel, mm -hmm. uh, escape pod uh, on the ship. Uh, the reason you can tell this is there is a very small window right there uh, that once you peer into it, you can see the, the ship uh, beyond it or the escape pod beyond it. Uh, it looks like that uh, escape pod probably has um, three cryopods in it from, from what you can tell looking through it, but the door itself is locked. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that things powered down and the three cryopods do not appear to be occupied. It no, yeah, it's like correct. It, it is essentially powered. Yeah, it is completely powered down. All right. Uh, interesting. Um, last resorts, after all. Uh, 
And it's, it's not unusual for, you know, ships like this for the company rep to have their own escape pod as well. Um, that's kind of one of the perks for the, uh, for working for Wayland Utani. You also know that while your, your access card uh, that, that you have or, or the codes that you know might work in some of the areas uh, around here, like uh, getting into Mother or you know onto the bridge or, or things like that, it would not work on this one because it is something that would be- She would have a private be, code. Exactly. She would have had a private code or, or a private code or a private access card. Uh, either, either would work. All right. Pity. Um, so uh, the nothing useful here. Uh, there is there um, paperwork or a terminal or something like that that could show what the previous rep was up to? There is a terminal, but it has been completely smashed as well. Uh, there, there uh, was a desk; it was overturned. But as you start looking around, you do find a wall safe. Uh, again, it's one of those where it would have been locked with the company rep's personal code. Uh, so you, you think that, you know, somebody could, you know, potentially crack their way into it, but it's not something that's going to happen quickly. It would take some time to do. Right. Um, potentially valuable, but we need to secure things first. Uh, Joe, did I see on the record that next door is the captain's suite? Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's right, Harker. We don't see the body of this person, do we? Correct. It's just no. a big mess. Okay. Yeah, just just a huge mess. No, and other than the blood that you see on the right, right, uh, the the bed, you don't see any other indication that uh, anybody was hurt or. And this know. is all like long, dried, like none of this is well, fresh. Correct. Okay. I'm wondering, did it is it's obviously frozen as well? Did it freeze mm -hmm. red before it dried black, or did it dry black before it froze red? It dried black before it froze. So there was a period of time that the ship was still working after this massacre happened. Uh, okay, Herb, we'll wait for the captain. Want to uh, look at the uh, captain's quarters next door? All right. Yep. Yep. We can yeah. do that. So as you are all kind of walking down the hallway and, and Captain, at this point, you would have reached uh, the junction uh, and started making your way up to or down to deck B. Uh, in, in fact, um, they, they are leaving the, uh, the, the corporate suite as you are getting to the bottom of the, uh, the junction uh, to uh, junction B, right. when all of a sudden, all of you start to hear noises all around you of machinery powering up the lights in the rooms or in the hallways everywhere starts to flicker slowly on. It goes from a dull glow, then it starts flickering a little bit, and then it comes on. It seems like the ship now is coming to life. Uh, additionally, the as all this happens, you can audibly hear the, the heat uh, uh, for the uh, the ship to to start kind of coming on, and as it does this, air starts to blow out of the vents, uh, and almost creates like a mist on the floor just because of all of the 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 temper the, the increasing temperature um, differential uh, between that. Um, as this happens, uh, mother 
not your mother, but the mother of Cronus, you can hear her come on over loudspeakers that are placed in various places around the ship that says, powering up life support, warning, cryo chambers deactivated. Oh, fuck. Um, you think it's that thing? Is it that thing that's doing this, the synth? Why would a long, silent robot power up the ship? But okay, I guess we need to get to cryo or a command area. That let's go to let's get to mother. Change change your plan. I'm going up to cryo. There's people in there. If she turns them off, they'll suffocate. Well, you. So just to be clear, when she says cryo chambers deactivated, basically means she's waking up the. Oh, the she's waking up. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Well, I'm still going to go there first because. Okay. Well, that's in deck A. You can also check mother while you're there. Mm. Well, why why don't you all come back upstairs? We need to be together. There's somebody walking around killing people. So. You got it. You brought that shotgun down. Yeah, he, he has a shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to A. Okay. So you uh, travel up the hallway uh, to uh, deck A. Uh, is there, uh, uh, Captain Paul, you also get a notification directly to you from Mother on the Cronus, basically saying that uh, she has connected to the Mother on, or I'm sorry, you get a. Sh- Message from the mother on uh, the Montero saying that she has successfully connected to mother on the uh, Cronus. Uh, mother downloaded all files. Um, explain to uh, the old mother. What what model is the old mother? 2000? Uh, 2000, yes. And, and yours um, is a 6000. Yeah. Um, uh, upload all files from her and take over control if you can. Going to be a hell of a conversation. Uh, she uh, <laughs> gives gives you an acknowledgement um, as this happens. You see, you know, just uh, you know, you can. We'll say that you can kind of switch screens in in the uh, heads up display in your helmet from the map, or to you know, like a communication with mother. And you you see uh, all these you know screens uh, go flying by as she's trying to communicate and you know pull pull data back and and things like that. Uh, so as she, you go on as as she um, as the ship powers back up. Do we have a reading in here that'll tell us when the air is safe to breathe? And we can take our yeah. So you you do have a way to to monitor kind of the environmental uh, s- sensors of the uh, of the ship. One thing you notice is that the temperature is slowly going up. Uh, it's going from you know sub zero. Uh, it was probably at about you know somewhere between ten to twenty below beforehand. Again, not super freezing. You know, if you were to take your suit off, you'd be really really cold, and you couldn't do that for very long. But it wasn't you know something that was would kill you instantly. It's slowly going up. However, the air is not getting any uh, better in terms of oxygen in the air. Uh, in, in fact, as you uh, start going, exactly, you, you've seen this before as a captain, you would know that if this is happening and, and even Herb, you would know this as well, 
if this were happening, it probably means the air scrubbers need to be cleaned. Yeah, right. Or, or replaced with new ones. Uh, unfortunately, you may not be able to replace them. Right. Uh, but okay. So you are heading down the hallway to the cryo chambers. Um, with that, Flynn, you, uh, you felt like you've been asleep for a very, very long time. You, you don't know how, how much, um, when all of a sudden there is a bright light. And at first you, you don't know who you are. You're, you're, it, it takes you a little bit to, your brain is just moving slowly. And at first you don't know who you are or where, or, or even where you're at. Uh, within a, about a minute, uh, you, you start to wake up more. Uh, you, you, your eyes start to, to open and they adjust to the very bright light uh, around you. Uh, as you slowly start to sit up and look around, you somewhat recognize the room you're in. It's, it's very white. There are computers all along the wall. There are other people sitting up from the same type of tubes that, that you are in. And that's when the nausea hits you. It's, it's almost debilitating with how, how sick you feel. And as you start to, to get sick, the others in the room do as well. Uh, throughout this whole process, you're slowly starting to regain, uh, I don't wanna say consciousness, but you're, you're slowly starting to regain memories of where you're at and, and who these people are. You can't remember their names. You're just getting general feelings of these people. Uh, so you, you look around the room and uh, you can see four others other than yourself. Uh, one, uh, sorry, one second. Ooh, uh, the first person you see is, is a man probably in his late 40s. He's, he's got a beard. You, your general impression of him as you look at him is that he is he, he's a leader some you get the impression that that he's your leader or or you you get this leadership impression but you also get the impression that that floods into your mind that he's weak he's a weak leader you see a woman uh probably in her mid-30s very strong uh very well built and you have an immediate uh negative reaction to her you can't quite remember why you see another woman. Uh, uh, she looks. Uh, you know, she's uh, very attractive, uh, very well put together. Even you know, with you know everybody looking as ragged as they are, you also get a negative feeling towards her. But it's different than the other woman. You you can't quite tell why. Uh, you, it's almost there, there's something there about her that you you just can't you can't quite remember. And finally, you see one last gentleman. Uh, he is. A little bit older. He has graying hair. He's probably in his mid to late fifties, and you get a very positive reaction to him. Uh, you get almost a, an almost fatherly reaction to him. Uh, so, so as this is going on, what what do you want to do? 
Oh, oh I was uh, trying to sit up and swing my legs over the side of the the cryo chamber that just opened up and uh, look to the rest of them and uh, my God, what what's happened? How how long? And you, uh, you your, your feet touch the uh, grated metal floor uh, beneath you, immediately shocking you into, uh, you know, waking up a little bit more uh, just because of how cold it is. And in fact, the room is still very cold. Uh, you can see, even see your breath, although you, you do feel it, it's slowly starting to get warm. Uh, the, another thing is it, it's very difficult to catch your breath. You, uh, you, you can breathe. Uh, but it, it's almost like if you've ever been on a on top of a mountain where there's uh, a high elevation, you can still breathe. It's just very difficult. It it kind of comes in, in rasping breaths. Uh, the others, uh, you know, some of them are slowly, you know, starting to to uh, get up. You you look. Uh, there is a uh, clock, uh, like a, a digital clock, on one of the computers, uh, and. It, you, it can't be right because as you look at this, you, for whatever reason, it, it says that it is uh, 2183. The, the year is 2183. And that can't be right because for, for whatever reason, you, you, it should be 2110 or maybe 2111, uh, not, you know, 73 years in the future. Something, something must be wrong. Yeah, this is not right. This look. This is this isn't right. Well, I'll go to a, another uh, readout or console to see if I can verify that date. That must be wrong. You you kind of stumble over to another console, and the the others are slowly getting up as well uh, as as they make their way uh, to really, you know, try to stabilize. And, and you can tell just by looking at them, you know, your, your memory is slowly starting to come back a little bit more, uh, a little bit faster. The rest of them are having difficulty. They, they look very confused. They, they look almost like they don't know where they're at. You know, some of them, uh, you stumble over to another uh, terminal and the same date is there. Uh, again, you, you can't understand why this is going on, but the, 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 me, the date shows 2183, 73 years uh, from when it, it should be. Yeah, it, it, it slowly starts to, the realization slowly sets in that this might actually be the real date. This, this can't, I don't, I don't understand. I'm going to try to just bury myself in, uh, in my standard routine to kind of snap back out of it. So being, uh, a medic, I'm, I'll start doing, uh, you know, flashlight into the eyes, you know, make sure everyone's starting to come to, oh, all right, and test their reflexes as soon as I get my own reflexes up and working. Yeah, and it, you know, it is not something that's easy for, for you to do. Uh, there are, because not only are you so very nauseous and you're, you have a really bad brain fog, but it, everything hurts too. You know, your, your muscles hurt, but you, you slowly start making your way, looking at everybody as, as you go over to the woman who is, um, 
the, the more attractive woman that, you know, even though you, um, you, you have these negative feelings towards her, you, you start to get this uh, impression of her name. Uh, her name is Clayton uh, for, for some reason. That's, uh, you know, what you start calling her. Um, she, she looks up at you with this like very confused, dumbfounded look. And, and the way that you're situated, uh, you are kind of uh, standing, looking at her. She's sitting on the edge of her cryopod uh, and your back is to the door. She looks up at you and screams as she does. You uh, immediately out of uh, reaction, look behind you and standing there uh, and looking through the window in, of the door, you see a face in a helmet jumping over to the rest of you. Uh, as you are walking down the hallway, you get to the cryo chambers. You uh, uh, who who gets there first? Or I guess you who is going to look in first, I guess. I, I am. OK, so, uh, Captain, you uh, by the time you get there, the, the cryopods have opened up. You can see everybody inside start to to wake up. Um, they look very confused. They, they look very disoriented, which you would expect that to happen in a, a situation where they have been in cryo for over 70 years. Um, in fact, you you kind of suspect that they probably need medical attention. Uh, as as they this happens, they, they need oxygen. Um, you would you would all also know too that there are certain drugs that you can give them to kind of help uh, bring them back to uh, you know back up faster. There is uh, particularly one. Uh, uh, drug, I guess, called hydration, which is like super water, where it would get rid of basically all of the, uh, you know, dehydration that that typically typically comes from um, the being in, in cryo, especially for something for this long. But as you're sitting in there looking, and I can imagine some of the others of you are trying to crowd around, look in uh, through through the the portal into the door. You hear a scream from the inside as you see one of the the women in there uh, look at you, see you in her eyes lock right into yours, and she just gets completely freaked out and just starts screaming. Now that the power is on, can I open the door? Or is it locked from the inside? It is locked from the inside. So I'm you going can... to go I'm on, I'm sorry. just go point like through the window. I'm going to point down to the, the door. Like, unlock the door. Um, Flynn, you, you turn around. I'll hold up my. Okay. You, you, you hold, uh, you, you see the man on the other side of the door kind of hold up. You, you immediately recognize the Wayland yutani symbol that has been, you know, in, in your brain, uh, you know, in, embedded. You're still not quite getting it. In fact, I'll tell you what, go ahead and give me a, um, give me a wits roll. Uh, if you have observation to go ahead and give me that. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. One second. Wow. Three sixes. Oh, all right. So yeah, you, uh, things start to flood back to you. Um, you immediately recognize, uh, the Wayland yutani symbol. Uh, and as the captain, as Captain Paul starts kind of pointing at the door and, you know, saying, or, or mouthing, open the door, unlock the door. You, you kind of, you, you see that that's what he's asking you to do. Right. <laughs> My my God, this must be why we're coming out of stasis. They're here to rescue. This is our only way. 
out. Uh, so I go over to the door and, and start unlocking it. You, you stumble over to the door. The, uh, again, it's very cold. It's, it's very, you're coming, it's coming in raspy breaths. Um, but you stumble over to the, the door. It takes you a minute uh, to remember the, the, the code to unlock the door. But since you rolled so well, uh, it, it eventually comes back to you. Can I, and, can I say something like mother uh, increase the temperature in the cryo chamber three? Yeah, so you can. She... So, so to have her like focus the, the, right. the heat in, in that room more than the rest of the ship. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, they're all practically naked. So. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all basically wearing like... Um, uh, you know, underwear, t-shirt. Uh, yeah, t-shirt and, and under underwear. Um, uh, but uh, Flynn, you, you stumble over, you you hit the uh, the code for the door. The door, you know, slides open, and with that, you kind of fall to your knees, looking up, and you see four uh, individuals in uh, sp- uh, the the compression suits, the the spacesuits, uh, standing in front of you. I uh, take my finger and I, I I touch his medical badge and I'm like medical. Uh, you need oxygen. Yeah, the, the scrubbers yeah. are bad. Do you have oxygen in here? I think or so. Medical yeah. bay is upstairs. We can. Yeah. yeah, but there should be oxygen in this room because it's the cryo room in case something goes wrong. Well, he can't hear us. We have to relay that through mother. Why can't he hear us? I'm standing in front of him. Yeah, you, you're. Oh, you have external speakers. No, no. You, the, no, the, the door. Open the oh, door. he opened the door, so so you can go into the cryo room now. Right, but we have space helmets on. Oh, they like, can hear oh, you through the, the the. Yeah, you, you'll okay, have yeah, like, like speakers muffled. or something. Yeah. Okay, we yeah. do have speakers. Yeah, yeah. Um. So if there's like a emergency oxygen supply in here somewhere, otherwise we uh, will get them to medical. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's. The, the uh, air scrubbers are right. I'm I'm gonna pop back here. I mean, they're just right across the take way. Take a look. Yeah, yeah take, take a look at it. So the you you look around and and you're right. Usually there would be some type of like oxygen or mm-hmm. or something like that in there, um, but they're they're not there. You almost get the impression that. The, the everybody kind of went in here very hastily and so some of the equipment that should normally be here what was not there for for whatever reason uh flynn as uh he says this uh you are you, you remember that you know, you're starting to get memories of other of things that happened and you get these flashes of these you know very horrible events uh, kind of you know, hitting hitting yeah. your mind. You, you're slowly starting to remember. Nothing. What you remember the most is uh, panic, and that everybody had rushed in here. That most of the medical supplies are or, or were left in the med bay. Yeah, uh, not safe here. Uh, well, we'll get but... you to the med bay. I'm a uh, uh, Captain uh, Augustine from the uh, USCSS Montero. Uh, we are here to rescue you. Flynn, Flynn Powell, uh, medical officer, Kronos. Just this, we're not safe. Your your ship has been uh, down for 73 years. Uh, Uh, The ship's uh, air scrubbers aren't working and the temperature is pretty low. We're trying to heat it up. 
Captain, I'm going to follow Coleman. I don't want anybody to be alone until we understand what the threat is. And I'll, I'll say to the people in the room, do you know, was there a synth on board? We have been attacked. One of our crew member has been killed. We, 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 we do or did have a synth on board, uh, uh, Ava. That was part of the plan for Ava to, to care over the ship until we could get back home and be safely extracted from the Kronos. I think she's malfunctioning because she's where there is something loose on your ship that is it's killed one of my crew already. Oh, my um, God. Did, did you see it? What is it? What what, what it, was it? Well, I, I assume it was a scent that was strong enough to crush, uh, crush the helmet on the head of one of my roughnecks. But you, you didn't get a good look at what it was. It, it wasn't. I, I was it, looking through a camera. Oh, it looked like a person. This, 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 we're... Don't, don't try to talk. Let's get you guys up to Med Bay. Uh, Mother, <clears throat> heat up the Med Bay. The uh, one, one of the other uh, gentlemen, uh, who the the one who looks like he, he's in his forties, um, he's got the name Johns uh, written uh, across his uh, uh, shirt. Uh, the one he, who looked like he was in charge. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, he, he looks at you. He, he looks very confused. Um, says seven. Did you say 73 years? 73 years. That's that. That's not possible. Um, well, it is possible. You've been in cryo since then. Where, where, sure, it, where are we? Um, are, are we back on earth? No, no. You're, you've been adrift. We just accidentally discovered your ship. He, you can tell he's trying to process all of this, and it's it, he just can't. Uh, he, he looks very yep. confused. The the let's others in the room. You, let's heat you up. You'll you'll be able to understand once your brain fog clears. Um, you all right? So uh, you're you're having this conversation, uh, Ernst and uh, or sorry, Ernest and uh, Herb. You said you wanted to head over to the air scrubbers, correct? Yeah, since it's just right here across from the cryobay. Yeah, so in order to get to the air scrubbers, you actually have to uh, go through the vents. There's no direct door into it. You kind of have to crawl through the air vent, the ventilation shaft, in order to get into it. Uh, which you can do. It's going to be a tight fit. Oh, okay. I thought there. I thought there was a door right here on a no. the entry point. Okay. No. Um. So is, if, if you look on the map between the stairwell and the air scrubber shaft, that is the uh, the vent uh, to ventilation shaft to get in there. The, uh, unfortunately, that is the only way uh, to get in there. Okay. Uh, well, I walk around and it's like, well, Harker, looks like uh, if I'm getting in there, I've got to go through this vent. Yeah, it's a pity that uh, John had the toolbox. Um, I mean, is this a blunt force thing? Do we just want to grab an edge and pry it? Or are we going to need to put it back in a way that makes sense? I think we could probably pull it off. Uh, if nothing else, I got the cutter and cut a hole in it big enough. But 
you know, let's just do as little damage as possible, but get in there. It'd be nice if we all could breathe. Yeah, make it easier. Uh, so we'll set about trying to pull this cover off this ventilation shaft. It, it, it takes you just a, a little bit. I, you know, probably stuck there with, you know, sitting there for over seventy years without anybody going in. But you're you're able to get it off. Uh, get it off. Looking inside uh, again, the ventilation shafts are, are wide enough that that you could get in. in in a suit. It's going to be a little bit bulky, but you you both could you know get in. You're not going to be side by side, but you know right. the the shafts are probably a good you know maybe like three by three. Uh, so you're going to be crawling through it, but it, it's still doable. Well, it's it's and it's long and deep. Correct. Uh, I don't you know know the first thing about what to do with one, but I just don't want anybody wandering around unseen when we've got a an unknown party. Uh, Captain, can we direct the uh, the Cronus mother to keep an eye out for our unfriendly? Mother, can you scan the ship and see if there's any movement? Uh, you get a response back that negative. This ship is not uh, equipped with motion sensors in it's rooms. It's too early, yeah. So is this cleaning the air scrubber something that's going to require tools of some sort? Uh, yeah, you, since you've done you know similar tasks before, you know that it would uh, be require tools uh, to to clean off. Uh, it, basically, your um, the the uh, scrubbers themselves are uh, carbon filters that just get caked with uh, dirt and and mildew and whatever uh, your dust, uh, and it's basically cleaning them off or, or replacing them. Uh, but are, are you going through the, the shafts to, to it or? Well, I think we're standing there and like, don't reckon you'd want to go down there and retrieve Lambert's tools, would you, Harker? No. Oh, I is don't. there another uh, equipment area that's closer by so that we don't have to approach the killer? I think, I think closest uh, tool shop workshop would be, uh, I think, I imagine down in the cargo on sea. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. authorize going down there, not, not yet. Well, not the sooner we get air, the better, though, don't you think, Captain? The sooner we hunt the thing down and destroy it. Uh, All right, we'll be better able to we, do that if we have more we, active we, participants. We can get these guys into EVA suits like we are. Well, we haven't checked those though. yet. Maybe it's like the armory. I'm gonna need tools to to get this this these uh, air scrubbers cleaned off though. And the suit wasn't enough to protect John, so. No, I think your safety has to be first. Um, aren't there a couple of EVA suits somewhere in the back of the uh, of the showers and area? They're supposed to be. We can have a look. We just don't know if it's like the armory and have they been cleaned out. I mean, that thing is in a suit. I mean, I feel like if y'all want to go back there and look, that's that's fine. I feel like if there was anything in this air shaft, uh, I, like we would see a. I mean, this this access panel would have been ripped off. So I feel pretty pretty safe crawling in there. I just want to get a look at what I'm dealing with. Well, I'll stand here and keep guard while you have a look, uh, but you know, assume, I assume we're going to need something to work on it with once you have a determination of how bad things are. 
Yeah, once I get in there and look, I'll know what tools I need exactly. And maybe it's something, I mean, maybe it's something we have on the Montero and I could just go up on the Montero and grab some tools there. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just go cross back over to the Montero and come back. Yeah. I'm going to crawl in, get a look at what we're dealing with first, and then I'll head up and grab whatever I need. Be careful. Don't take any risks. You got it, boss. So you uh, start crawling through the the air shaft uh, towards the air scrubbers, uh, get into the air scrubber shaft. Now, the air scrubber shaft is a very large shaft that that goes down um, multiple uh, floors. Uh, Probably at least it it doesn't really show it well on the map, but it it would go down more than than just in uh, deck A and it would go up pretty high as well. Uh, The way that it works is the the bottom of the shaft is basically filled with water. Uh, and as you get in and, and there's, there's grading probably a good 10 to 15 feet above that. Um, so, you, so that you can stand on it. Uh, the looking down into the shaft, you can see that the water is slowly starting to melt that as the, the power within the, uh, the ship started turning back on that started to heat that up at which then started to is starting to melt the ice. Uh, basically the way that this works is there are, uh, lots of different, um, uh, it, it works through uh, electrolysis where the, there are uh, basically pipes uh, or metal uh, rods running down through the shaft that electrifies the water, which then turns it into oxygen. Uh, lining the walls uh, on the level that you're at, uh, Herb, uh, are uh, a lot of these uh, carbon um uh filters they're they're basically like very large uh you can kind of think of them as uh very similar to what a uh what a furnace filter looks like uh except they're they're a little bit more heavy duty uh than that um so uh you know we'll say that you just kind of get in there you you see all of this you can see that the water is slowly starting to melt uh and uh what do you want to do i just kind of want to assess what i'll need to and and like what level i'm going to need to be on you know since the shaft kind of goes through most of the ship uh where the problem area is that i need to address and clean to get to get breathable oxygen going okay it's also very loud in here uh, as well just from the machinery working uh as you so are, are you gonna like uh you the level that you're on is where all of the uh, carbon filters are at, which is where you're going to need to do most of the work. Okay. Uh, is your plan to just, you know, kind of check them out to, to see you know, how much work is going to be involved? Is that what you wanted to do? Or Yeah, I don't think, I'm, I mean, I don't think without tools, there's probably nothing I can do. So yeah, I'm just going to kind of look around, you know, just kind of get a feel for the situation and, and what needs to be done and about how long it would take me. So you start looking at the uh, the carbon filters and they are just caked with years and years of grime and dirt and mold. As you are looking through them, uh, you also see that there are these little round organic balls growing on lots of the carbon filters. Uh, in fact, as you disturb one, you can almost see like this puff of dust go flying out in the air. Um, you you estimate that if you were to work on the uh, and cleaning these filters, 
it would probably take you a shift of work, which is anywhere from five to 10 hours. Uh, so it's, it's not something that's going to happen very quickly. It's going to take a couple hours to do. Okay. So after assessing and looking at everything, I climb back out. It's too loud to really, you know, I know I'm in a suit, but I'm going to go out to Harker and be like, so it's pretty bad. 73 years of not working. It's caked up pretty good. Uh, I think there's some of those weird ball things that you all found in there. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what to do with those. Well, that's another reason to uh, get, I guess, the thawing folk suited up because if they're giving off spores of some kind. Yeah, it definitely, when I agitated one, it definitely, I don't know if it was dust coming off it or if it actually like puffed something out, but something came out of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and obviously there was complete mayhem on this ship when these folks uh, decided to popsicle. Yeah. Could have been an airborne contaminant. Um, and the air scrubbers I, can hopefully handle spores like that. They should be able to, but we'll have to get them in operation. Let's get people suited up. Yeah. And then they can breathe. Do you want to... Uh, Go around and see how the AV, EVA suits are. What can you Yeah, yeah, we'll meet up with them. I don't want to, you know, I want to get captain's permission before I head up to Montero and grab tools. Make sure I'm accounted for. Uh, so we'll go see see if they found suits, and then I'll head up to Montero and grab our tools. And I mean, it, I mean, we're looking at if I can work quick, maybe six hours of work, but maybe upwards of 10 or 12 even. But it's- Hopefully one of the popsicles uh, knows how the system works and can be of use, but we'll have yeah. to uh, get them together. If they've got hydration on the medical bay, then that's all the better. Yeah. Let's meet up with them and get started, I guess. See what we can do. Yeah. So, so when you say that you wanted to, you know, eventually look for the EVA suits, you you know that there are probably you know two places where you would find EVA suits based on the maps that you've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is on this deck, uh, kind of. So, uh, in the, the cryo chamber, off of the cryo chamber, there's an examination room, uh, another uh, a third junction, and uh, a hallway on both sides that leads to showers as well as a storage for EVA suits. So there could be some there. Uh, additionally, on deck B. On the opposite side of uh, the the ship uh, from the armory uh, is uh, a um, uh, storage area for EVA suits as well. Let's um, try the showers first. Okay, uh, so clothes in there too. So, so yeah, you. Uh, so uh, as Herb and, and Ernest, what we're doing this, uh, Joe and Paul uh, and even Flynn, you know, you're, you're starting to, you know, kind of help everybody up. You know, Flynn, you're, you're you're starting to feel a little bit better, but you're still not uh, doing well. In fact, um, you are at a uh, minus two uh, dice for any uh, 
uh, agility uh, or strength rolls uh, until you you kind of recuperate, uh, which if you don't get it, basically what that means is if you don't get any like uh, external help, like from hydration or something like that, it'll, it'll pass within probably, you know, a, a shift. Uh, so, you know, five, five hours or, or so, uh, but, but you, you are doing a little bit better than the others. Um, uh, Joe, as you, you go over and you're, you're starting to help some, some of these people up, uh, you know, kind of get up, you go over to uh, the one very, uh, you know, very muscular uh, woman Um She's got the name Reed on her shirt. Uh, as you go and kind of help her up, she grabs your arm and, and she's very, very strong as, as she does this. Does this. Uh, in fact, as she do, does this, you can. she's wearing a tank top and you can see uh, a tattoo on her arm indicative of the Colonial Marines. Uh, so it's, it's probably, she was probably a, a Marine or, or is a Marine. She, she looks at you and says, air, have you been breathing the air? No, 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 no. We're, we're in EVA suits. Don't, don't worry, Reed. We're going to get you some hydration. We're going to get you your own suit. It'll, it'll all be all right. Come on. We, let's get everyone going. And, and she, she kind of starts to, to stand up. She's, she's wobbly as she, she does. And she looks over at Flynn and she looks over at uh, the other uh, kind of older gentleman um, who, whose name on his uh, shirt is uh, Cooper. Um uh, she she looks at uh, yeah, Cooper. Uh, she looks at both of them and says, "They vaccine. They need the vaccine." And with that, she like bends over again and, and throws up all over the floor. Well, that's probably in the med bay, right? Come on, let's let, let's get you guys let's get you guys going. And I'm looking at, at Captain, and I'm like, I think they I think they're still coming out of it a little bit. Yeah. I I know you people Am are I having starting to recall. Right yeah, you are. I know you people are in distress right now, but can you tell us a little about what happened here? Uh, Removing them as as we do this, yeah. Right. right. Moving them to where? Medbay. Um, Medbay. Okay. No, no, no. We, let's let's see if we can get the EVA suits from the oh, shower. Sorry, you're right, Captain. You're right. You're okay. right. right next to that. They might have clothes in there too because they're all half naked. Uh. So as uh, Flynn, go ahead and I'm uh, sorry, were you going to say something? Stu. Oh, sorry. I just, I froze for a second. <clears throat> oh, were, were you going to say something? Oh, just, uh, it just, uh, there's, there's a contagion. It was on board. We contained it. Uh, but there still may be some residual that made it onto the ship. Uh, you guys need to be vaccinated as soon as possible. Is that why you jettisoned your science pod? Part of the reason it, it all goes back to, and I look over to the, uh, to the senior research uh, doctor. To Cooper. Yeah, to Cooper. Is he looking at me strangely? He's looking at you. Um, he, he's also, he, he's, he has his hands in his head. Um, his eyes are, are like half shut. Um, you know, he, and he's you know, kind of looking at you. It, it's almost like he's, he's half hearing you. And he looks up at you and says, um, I, I'm sorry, my, my head, it, it must be from, from the, the cryo. What, what, what did you say? I'm just trying to get these, the, 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 Montero's crew up to speed that they need to be vaccinated. There was some terrible contagion down 
down on the planet where we went to originally, back at uh, LV-1113. Something came back with us and uh, we contained it within the science module, but there was some horrible infection going on. These, we lost some of our crew members too. It was horrible. It, 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 it just, it, it consumed them and, and something ruptured out of them. Something burst out of our crew members and it killed them. And we, we kept it in the, in the science module and, and was able to jettison it, but to, to, to keep people from, from having the things grow within it, we came up with this, this vaccine. The vaccine kept, kept us alive from, from being. From well, if, if there was anything on board your ship, that was 73 years ago. Surely so. it's dissipated or gone. Do you think maybe that the spores or whatever was in the air got in your sense wirings and made it go haywire? Because there's something moving around this ship that doesn't like uh, us. It's got to be the synth. Yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking. It's got to be the, the spores in the air or something. It's messed up its internals. It, it, yeah. The, the, from what we could see, that it didn't affect computers uh, or, or electronics or anything. This was purely biological. Can we now, find I, any I, EVA suits in the shower? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I assume keep... we're going in there as we're talking. Yeah, so, so as you as you walk in there, um, you, you go down to the there's showers and wardrobe and EVA uh, storage on on both sides. As 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 you're kind of you know hearing this, uh, you you walk down and you look first. Yeah, you first look in the uh, the shower area, and the shower area is just completely filthy. Not only is it filthy, you know, with all the lights. You can see that those uh, those uh, plant-like balls are just growing everywhere within the showers. Um, you get down to uh, you you walk down the rest of the hallway, which is isn't that that far uh, to where the EVA storage is. Uh, you open the door, and there are three EVA suits that, that appear to they're, they're older models or older versions like, like you would expect, but they actually appear to be in, uh, you know, fairly functional or, or in, in good uh, condition. Well, let's get we three of you in these. Four, four of them, right? There's four of them in well, three suits. I think There's there might five be, of them. Five. I think there might be, oh, there are? Oh yeah, Stu's one of them. Um, there might be some more on the other side, the other showers. Yeah, as you look at on the other side, uh, you say, see the same thing in the showers uh, with it being completely filthy. However, on the other side, the EVA storage in there is empty. So you have only three uh, more suits total. Uh, as, as you're doing this, you know, Flynn is, is telling you, you know, this, he's, he's kind of mumbling. Uh, not all of it is, is making sense. And uh, to be honest, you know, uh, Joe and uh, Paul, you, you, you may even be wondering if, you know, this is just part of the, um, uh, the, the cryo process. Mm -hmm. Uh, but as you start to wonder that, um, John's, uh, kind of starts to slowly come back as well. Uh, you regain more memories or, or more, uh, awareness of where he's at. And he, he starts to, 
ba- basically uh, agree with Flynn and, and say, yeah, we you you need the the vaccine. You, we need to get you the vaccine. There's I, I think MedBay. I think there may be some in in MedBay, but you you need the vaccine. Uh, and he keeps he keeps saying that. Well, let's get three of you in the EBA suits and then we'll head to the med bay. Cap, we have any spares on Montero? No, you only had five total. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I think there's more on the next deck down, but uh, let's worry about that. Well, we're going to have to go down anyway, aren't we? They're insisting on this vaccine, whatever. Let's, and it'll help them get hydrated and everything too. All yeah, if day. there's some sort of a germ running around on this ship, we got to be careful because uh, we don't want to track it back into the Montero. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I don't know that we need to be taking off our suits even when right. the scrubbers are working. Uh, We're going to run out of oxygen eventually, though. Well, now that you mentioned that, all of you give me an air supply roll. How do I do that again? Uh, so you have uh, five air supplies, so roll five uh, dice. Uh, the rest of you, uh, Flynn, you're not wearing a suit, so obviously you don't need to do that. Um, any oh, ones yeah. that you roll, uh, it doesn't, it, you can just be any dice. Uh, do, you're not but making, do I have to add my two stress to it? No, you do not. No, you do not. Um, just just base die. Any ones that you get, you sub, uh, subtract that from your air supply. So if you roll one, then you would go down one air supply. Yep, I'm down to three, three on mine. That's okay. me as well. They'll hold on at four. All right. Have we and caught up with them at this point? Yeah, at this okay. point you would have you know, come come back. Uh, and so uh, as as you uh, as her and I, I wanted to make sure Herb and Ernest, you you were coming back after you discovered that or looked at the the air scrubbers to all right. So yeah. you you come back just at, at the tail end of where where Flynn is. Um, kind of uh, uh, t- telling this story. Um, and so you kind of catch like bits and, and pieces of it. Everybody uh, from the cryo chambers, uh, John's uh, the gentleman, uh, Clayton, the, the woman who is the, the kind of more attractive woman, um, Reed, who is the very muscular colonial Marine, uh, and Flynn, uh, the medic, uh, are, are starting to move around. You know, they're, they're struggling. You could tell that they're having trouble breathing, which you would expect because of the, the air quality. Um, and, you know, coming out of cryo. However, the, the other gentleman, uh, the older gentleman, Cooper, he's just sitting on his uh, the edge of his uh, cryo chamber. His head is in his hands. And he just, he's, he's just keeps going, my head, I, I need something for my head. My head is killing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain, uh, I think that um, you should, I, what I would suggest, uh, given that we need to assist these people, is that you try to get them to the med bay for further activity and investigate these vaccinations before you accept anything, obviously, because they have not recovered. I suggest that Coleman and I uh, cross back to the Montero, uh, get uh, tools to help with the air scrubber, and also the the flamethrower, because I think we should burn all of these little pod ball things before anybody takes a helmet off. Yeah, there's a few in the, in the air scrubbers, too. So we're going to want to take yeah, care of those. I don't, I don't think we need to take off our air supply until we... Yeah. Uh, question for the GM. If we mm-hmm. get down to one on our air supply 
and we go back to the Montero, can we immediately replenish it to five? Immediately, no. You can. There, there is a way on the Montero to hook up your suits to replenish the oxygen, but it takes a shift to do so. Okay. Again, you know, shift is five to ten hours. All right. It's going to take me anywhere between five and ten hours to get these scrubbers clean, boss. So. Right. Well, you be careful. Let's check out these people in the in the med bay. If there's a contagion, then we can't take it over to the Montero. Uh, yeah, could, who knows? People. Our suits could be full of stuff too. We might need to. We should do some kind of scrub as we cross over. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I if don't you don't want us, if you don't want us go and take possibly take anything back to Montero, we can. I mean, there are tools. Just I mean, on sea, I think in the cargo bay. See, There's another bay. thing too, since we don't know where the presumed synth and certain killer is it might be a good idea to have ears on a lower deck since this mother cannot detect that thing moving around you Last do know that you have a motion sensor on the montero one, one of the if you remember from aliens the the in a, oh, yeah, aliens, yeah. The, the little handheld motion me, sensor you do me, have one of those me. on the montero right yeah uh if we uh there's, I wish there was a, a screen door on the umbilical. We could open up to the vacuum for 10 seconds and suck our suits clean and bathe in a minute's radiation before we crossed over. Yeah, there's a lot of sports that can survive vacuum. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agitated one while I was checking things out, so maybe I shouldn't cross over. Maybe none of us should cross over. All right. Well, useful material over there is the problem. I mean, if if you think Lambert's old toolkit would do the job, Coleman, you think I he mean, did I, the stuff? I mean, I think he did, but I think I think there's probably. I mean, I, I mean, it's on. We got to go to see either way. Either we go down and get Lambert's tools, or we go down and hit one of the cargo bays. Uh, there's typically a tool set in there. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're going down to see if we're not crossing over to Montero. All right. At this point, I think that we need to get these people into the med bay. We've got three EVA suits that they can use. Um, I think the Dr. Cooper there probably needs one. He's having some difficulty with his oxygen supplies. um, Head's hurting. All right. Um, Let's take everybody up to the med bay. Let's take the three people in suits up to the med bay, and then we'll look at the on that floor for more EVA suits to pick up the two others. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you two might consider, I'm kind of saying this in a lower voice. You might want to take Reed with you. She looks like she could probably help. I, I think we all need to go. Help you out. Whenever you I think can. we need to stick together until we, we can assess the threat and then deal with it. So well, uh, who is getting, uh, I'm sorry, go on. Yeah. The question is who I presumably that, Two people should stay in the cryo bay that did not that did not have suits. Cooper probably needs a suit, and we should pick one other person or ask for a volunteer. Presumably, the medic should go up to the medic bay. Well, she's heating up the the ship. Right, she's heating it up. But we're also, I mean, I don't know about this vaccine, but I don't think anybody should be moving around the ship without a suit, unless necessary. 
Well, the door is open, so they're already exposed if there's anything in the ship. <clears throat> so, they'll so be are better you? off in the med bay, right? Even if they don't yeah. have the ABA suits. Right. Let's give Reed a suit and she can carry Cooper. <laughs> okay. So so you're you're giving uh, Reed a suit. Uh, who else is getting a suit? So that, that's one. Who's getting the other two? The, the medic should get a suit. All right. So Flynn, you, you get uh, an EVA suit. And and, uh, am I present for that conversation or am oh, I? Yeah, you're, you're uh, all in the room. Yeah, you're all, you're all in the same room. You're all in the okay. cryo chamber. It, it's a bit crowded in here, but yeah, you, you, you can hear it all. Okay. So I, I mentioned that uh, the, the five of us are, uh, is five of us or four of us? Five. five. The five of us are are uh, vaccinated, so the 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 urgency is not quite as great. The urgency can... is that you're not getting enough oxygen. We have to get you up there and get some oxygen in you. Yeah. Um, but right, and we're talking leader. about it. Let's just go. Yeah. yeah. John's I mean, is the I mean, leader for this group. Yeah, speaking yeah, of the oxygen, the longer I'm not working on it, the longer no one's getting it. All right. So I, I've just, got to head down to see, find some tools, and get back up. Uh, no, you're going to do what I said. Follow me, and uh, we're going to reconnoiter there. We'll get the, the oxygen going soon enough. At least it's one floor in the right direction. Yeah. Well, there might be. There's. I'm pretty sure there's more EVA suits if they're anywhere. They're just and, down the just down the thing in. And, and and again, you're you're in the room with everybody else. Uh, John's uh, looks at you, uh, Herb, uh, you know, in kind of these, you know, in, in between his his breaths that they're they're coming, you know, very very raspy. Um, he says, uh, "Deck D, um, we we have an equipment shed down there too for, for maintenance tools. That yes, you may, you may be able to find, you know, something there. Um, we have a killer on the loose down there. Yeah, that's where I last heard the thing that." <clears throat> crushed our uh, crewmate's head was on D. Your oh. synth was called Ava? Yeah, she... Yes. She, yeah, she, I can't imagine, unless something something happened, uh, that she would have malfunctioned and, and gone crazy. That, that doesn't make any sense. A lot can happen in 73 years. Something in a full suit that looked like it had been on fire was slumped uh, in the engine room and attacked one of our crew and promptly dispatched him with extreme violence. That's also whoever turned the engines back on. And with that, Flynn, his, or not Flynn, sorry, uh, John's, his, his eyes uh, glance over at Reed, and they, they kind of get a little wide, and then he looks at you and says, that wasn't Ava. That was one of those things. It... Uh, and so yeah. who, who is, uh, so b- before he finishes that, you know, Reed and Flynn have suits. Were you putting the other suit on Cooper? Yes. Cause I think who, he's who, who's helping him put the suit on hurt. I'll help captain okay. and, and Harker kind of talking to these people. So I'll help him get it in. So, so Flynn starts to, to talk, uh, kind of, you know, start, you know, talking, uh, you know, saying that, you know, that, that wasn't Ava. That was, you know, one of those other things. And, and as he says that Clayton yells out, no, you can't tell them they're, they're not cleared for this. Uh, and she, she, you know, all, all of a sudden you, you look at everybody kind of looks at her and, um, 
you you can see that you know she's got this like very hard glare at Flynn, and he immediately shuts shuts down. Fl- or not Flynn, sorry, uh, at, at John's. Flynn, you know, you immediately all this comes back to you. Uh, you know who she is that, yeah. that she's the Wayland Utani company rep, and she is basically the epitome of hard ass. Nobody wants to go against her, and but and nobody nobody likes her. Um, as as in the, the room goes silent as she says this. And the only thing that you can hear then is Cooper. He starts to laugh at first. It's, it's a giggle, but, but then he starts to laugh even more. And as he's doing this, you know, everybody, you know, starts to slowly look at him, he, you know, even though his hands are on his head, he's, he's obviously in, in pain. He, he just starts laughing and he, he looks up and Joe, you, you're kind of right in front of him as you're trying to help him get on the suit. He looks at you and says that as he's giggling, the monkeys and the clowns that they, they don't know they don't know what they're doing we, we all need to go to the circus and, and you look at him and you start to see that blood is seeping out of his nose and ears with that his his eyes roll over white and he starts to convulse and writhe against the cryopod that he was leaning against as you were trying to put on the suit uh joe you you reach over to uh try to grab him and uh some uh, uh get, captain get, uh, go on sorry get, get away from him yep yeah captain you know and uh, every, everybody else from the montero you know you you instinctively start to to walk uh, move forward uh flynn uh starts to yell no no, no. you get, get get away from him uh but as you're ch- busy trying to um uh, help the the convulsing scientist as he's you know just uh, uh, rattling up against the cryopod it, it just fails in your mind to to start to stop and ask flynn why um cooper is now in the depths of a seizure flailing about at everyone and everything with that, a sickening pop and bloody, uh, and with a bloody splash, his eyeball launches from his face and smacks right into Joe, into your helmet, as the the eyeball leaves this bloody streak on the uh, on, on the glass in your helmet before bouncing across the floor and rolling under the, his cryo tube. This time, everybody pauses, trying to process exactly what you're seeing. With that. Uh, through uh, Cooper, who has now gone silent, a slender, gore-covered arm pushes its way out of C- Cooper's empty eye socket, reaches around and tugs at his distended mouth. As spindly white fingers yank his teeth back, Cooper does not scream. It's clear that he's not in his ho- own head anymore. Something else is in his head, and it wants out. You uh, see flesh tearing and tendons snapping as the thing inside his splintering skull pulls his face open right at the jawline. Finally, a thick gurgling sound wells up inside Cooper as his head rips from his body, his neck gushing with whatever was inside of him, plopping to the ground in a burst of blood. Somebody in the room screams, kill it, kill it now. And a trans, uh, as a trans, as the translucent, translucent white thing on the floor sloughs off this uh, tra- uh, this whitish placenta struggling to stand on its four wobbly fawn-like legs. Uh, the, the creature itself is no, no bigger than, you know, maybe a foot long. Uh, it, it sits on all fours. Uh, it shakes brain matter from its spiky hide and it turns its bulbous eyeless head uh, towards you and crouches. Everybody give me a initiative roll and take a point of stress. 
That this is the D20, correct? Yes, this is where we're doing the D20. Oh, I forgot about the D20. Sixteen. Seventeen. Right. 15. Also seventeen. Fifteen. Uh, uh, Ernest, you got fifteen. Okay. I am. Uh, I am so sorry. What? Uh, it's uh, initiative. Yeah, just D20. roll a twenty. Yeah, just roll a d twenty and oh, let me know what you get. twenty. That's right. I'm so sorry. Uh oh, darn it. Is a oh wow, that's a 19. Nice, yeah, he knows what's going on. <laughs> All right, um, yeah, when uh, you go first, you, you see this happen. The memory of seeing this before floods into your mind, and you are just horrified beyond belief. What do you do? I, I, I'm uh, I'm ba- backing out to the door and looking for anything like solid, like a pipe or anything to like beat that thing with if it gets anywhere near me. I'm uh, going into survival mode here. Okay, look, look, uh, you back away looking around. You do see, uh, a, well, we'll say, that, yeah, a, a pipe uh, lying uh, against the ground uh, would have been used for, you know, probably at least initially, you know, maybe somebody brought it in when you all went into cryo and threw it against the, the wall or, or something like that. Uh, so you can grab that. Uh, but that, that will be your turn basically backing away and, and looking for that. But you are also, you know, farther away from this thing. Yeah. Um, that's going to take us. Uh, so Herb and Joe, you, you both tied. So we're going to say, uh, Joe, you get to go first. All right, um, I'm gonna. I have a gun. I'm gonna start shooting it if I can. Yeah, go, go ahead. So this is going uh, to be combat. It's ranged combat, so it's uh, going to be roll uh, agility plus ranged combat plus your stress die, and uh, you've got the um, uh, you've got the uh, the pulse rifle, correct? Yes, yes. So that so, will add. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sixes on the stress die also count as successes, yes. right? Yes, they do. And ones on regular die don't matter. Correct. The only okay. time you need to worry about ones is when they are on your okay. stress die. Three uh, successes. Uh, so uh, to let you know, two, did you, hold on one second. Let me find it. I'm trying to find the right one. Uh, the pulse rifle also gives you uh, an extra die as well, an extra oh, base well, die. Let's, let's see if that gives me something else. So that was three successes. All right. uh, four successes. Four successes. Awesome. So uh, the base damage for a pulse rifle is, uh, and you didn't roll any ones on your stress die, correct? No, correct. Awesome. So um, to let you know, uh, to also, uh, since this is the first time where you're, you're shooting the pulse rifle, the pulse rifle has two attributes. One is armor piercing, which means that uh, it, it does, it ignores, um, sorry, uh, that the armor rating for any uh, creature or whatever you're shooting at is half of what it normally is. It's also a, a, a weapon where you can turn on full auto. If you decide to shoot full auto, just let me know. Uh, but to let you know when you do that, um, that uh, typically you will gain a stress for doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, uh, I think there's additional chances for you to waste all of your ammo. Okay. But you got four successes, correct? Yes. Awesome. So give me one second. Um, okay. So uh, you, you line up your shot. Uh, the base damage of this is two uh, with the extra successes. Uh, there are, this is when 
gets into what's called the stunt territory where you can uh, not only do uh, additional damage for each of the successes if you want, uh, you can also uh, let's see here, make the opponent make a panic roll, which wouldn't count in this case. You can swap initiative with the opponent if you want. Uh, you can have the opponent drop a handheld item, go prone, get pushed back, um, or uh, if you're firing auto uh, auto fire, you get to choose different targets if, if you want. Okay. Uh, I think for this, I'm just going to go with additional damage because this is this is a lot. <laughs> okay, so, I just want to dead. <laughs> yeah, so you um, you just line up your shot. You you take a step back. This thing like landed right in front of you. Um, you take a step back and just let loose uh, as this creature kind of. Uh, drops down, goes to crouch. It looks like it's probably going to jump right at you. You let loose with the pulse rifle and just blow it away. Uh, the, the the thing was no match for the, the rapid amount of, of bullets coming out of the pulse rifle. And it just goes skidding across the floor, just, you know, left over in, uh, you know, a smear of, of blood. What oh. the fuck was that thing? What the um, fuck was that thing? That's it, what you people are talking about? That's it, what the contagion is? It's That's what happens if you don't get vaccinated in time. He, he was the last one of us to get vaccinated. It was probably too late by then. Mm. Does a vaccine stop that? It keeps it from festering and getting larger and, and, and mutating into something. Dr. Powell, um, there were 34 humans on this ship. There were five of you left frozen. One of them is wearing a suit and has murdered a member of our crew. And you expect us to take your vaccine? It's, it does not appear to be effectively field tested. And well, we as didn't for have you, time, we were leaving the planet as fast as we could. Yes. And as for you, Officer Clayton, uh, your uh, contract with the company is uh, absolutely on hold until we get verification from an authorized representative. My contract is approximately 80 years more recent than yours, and you have no authority on this vessel. Let me be very clear about that. She, so she, you know, is in shock, uh, just complete shock at, at what happened as is, you know, most of everybody else he uh, or she she looks at you and um, as you say this to her she gets this just look of sternness across her face despite you know everything that just happened and says I respectfully disagree wouldn't you Johns and she looks over at Johns and he kind of stammers for a second and and says uh, we, we this is still my ship uh, we you know I'm, I'm still in charge of the, the ship here no you are actually officially a, a, a non-active uh, civilian at this point. This ship has been claimed by the Montero for the Wayland yutani Company as uh, important scientific salvage. Uh, you are part of that salvage. Your status is of non-human organism, as far as the company is concerned. You are chattel, and you would be wise to recognize that status. She looks back at you uh, and she's getting her face is getting beat red and the rest of you are just in complete shock as to what the, the conversation going around going on right now, uh, given the, the fact that there is a, a, 
a man who's lying there decapitated as this and this dead creature, you know, strewn across the room. But um, Clayton looks at you and uh, beat bread in the face and, and says, oh, I, I highly disagree with that. If anything, the 73 years has given me 73 years of seniority over you and whatever uh, authority you think that you have. Hey, can we stop the dick wagging for a minute and get to the med bay? Did the gun dis- damage the EVA suit that we were trying? No, to no. The, the EV, uh, so the EVA suit for for Cooper uh, never uh, was fully put on. Joe was still in the process of putting it on, uh, and the creature was in kind of in the middle of the room when she shot it. So, can we say that he kicked it off so that somebody else can have that suit? Oh yes, yeah, so covered he, in gore. Oh, it, it's it's definitely covered in gore, but it was not you know fully put on, but. Yeah, anybody is more than welcome to uh, to put it on. Um, Clayton and Johns are not looking like they want to put it on, though. Yeah, yeah, that's not safe. That's with that medical bay. Let's move it. That needs to be sterilized. That needs to be fully decontaminated. That suit. Did that happen because of the spores from those little ball things? We think they are related. whatever yep the the vaccine keeps this from spreading into something that will kill you uh i recommend that uh the the popsicles go back into the freezer because i don't trust any of them not to do that your vaccine is bullshit i mean Uh, i think i've got to go through this boss i gotta go through this air scrubber and i've got to just torch all these balls so if that gets if that if that gets into the ventilation, that's gonna, I mean, that's gonna blow. I mean, it could blow. I mean, we could take it on the Montero at some point. Yeah, we we uh, need I, to burn it. I am going to pull rank and uh, tell everybody to get the fuck to the med bay. And, and hey, Cap. Uh, John's look looks at you and says, "With all due respect, Captain, this is my ship." I'm using pole rank, my uh, special ability. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it, all right, so I believe sir, pole rank sir, only happens for the people in your crew. Oh, that's right, under my command. Sir, um, that's fine. We will leave you to your ship. Good luck. He, he, he kind of looked at you and you can tell he, he feels a little defeated. Uh, he also feels a little. Captain, looking from captain to captain, you look, you're looking in his eyes. You almost feel like he is almost a little bit relieved that, that you are taking command here. And he looks at you and says, all right, th- this is what we're going to do. We- we're still sick. And, and with that, he, he, you know, he kind of starts coughing a little bit you know, with the waves of nausea hitting him and says, we, we will follow your command. Uh, for now, until we get uh, our ship, you know, until we can get you back to your ship, Clay- uh, and uh, Clayton starts to uh, um, uh, protest at this, uh, and he, for for once, he actually you know kind of stares daggers at her, and she she shuts up. Um, he he seems to be relinquishing uh, control for the moment o- over to you, Flynn. As everybody's talking about this, this isn't adding up to you. You know, you you helped create the vaccine. That there, you don't understand why 
this happened to Cooper. And so you, as you're wondering this and throughout this, you're, you're staring at Cooper, you're staring at your mentor and you notice something has fallen out of his, uh, his uh, kind of his shirt pocket. You go over and you pull it out and it's a syringe of the vaccine. It looks like he did not take his vaccine. Oh my God, Cooper, what did you do? You... This explains it. I knew he was one of the last ones, but he didn't even take it. Well, I for one will be interested to see the condition of the Medvey. Uh, former captain. Yeah, this uh, may be contaminated. This company thing. officer. Uh, uh, Marine. Do you have any objection to going upstairs and getting some oxygen? You might think more clearly. They downstairs. Downstairs. The the um, marine shakes her head no, uh, and as she does that, she she's finally kind of you know back up and conscious. She kind of leans back over and says, "Wait one second. Goes uh, back to where her cryo bed was, pulls out a uh, kind of a panel underneath and pulls out a shotgun." says, I, I put this here before we went into cryo. I figured this would be useful. Let me lead the way. Well, you know more about the adversary than we do. <clears throat> All right. Um, so anybody, before you, you start moving on, and, and uh, uh, so uh, Johns and Clayton uh, are the only two that don't have suits. Uh, they are, are you going to make them stay here? Or are, are you going to, well, what, do you, what do you want them to do? Uh, that's where I'm un unclear. I there's think EVA, was... there's EVA suits over by the mother med bay, right? Or we think there might be. You, you think there, there might there, be. We have to go to junction A1 to go down to B1. Right outside B1, there should be a whole bunch of EVA suits. Correct. So literally on the way. Yeah, take us. Take I think that's it. right, isn't there? And if they have the anti if the if the vaccine actually is effective. Then. So, yeah, you, you, you can actually, so you can go one of two ways. You can go either all the way up to the front of the ship where, where junction A1 is, and that would take you down, or uh, where you are at uh, in the cryo room, uh, cryo labs, you can walk through one of the doors through the examination room junction. and into junction A2, which would take you down to junction B2, which was the junction um that's actually you a lot actually faster. had not gone through yet. So. Yeah, that's actually a lot faster to get to the med bay. It, it would be yes. Let's do that. Okay. Well, um, uh, your question was: if we're going to leave them here? Yes. What's the difference in taking them or, or leaving them? They're 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 well, supposedly inoculated. Yeah, and let, let me rephrase. What do you want them to to do? Um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to. In fact, Clayton definitely looked like she's, you know, she's kind of standing up, you know, uh, even though on wobbly legs and, and kind of breathing a bit hard, staring daggers at Ernest. Um, she, you know, she's definitely wants to be, to be going. So I, I guess my question is, are you going to try to stop them or are you going to let them go along with you? Oh, I'll come along with us. Okay. It's going to be a little hard going because they're going to be gasping for breath, but 
the okay. point is we want to get oxygen down there for them. Yes. Okay. So um, you uh, start heading towards the uh, to the med lab. In order to do that, again, you have to go through the junction, uh, or actually, you you first have to walk through the examination room next to the cryo lab. Uh, while How does that look? Uh, it, it's uh, actually in a pretty decent shape. Um, you had glanced in here before, uh, had not, you know, a lot of the like regular medical stuff you you don't see there. Uh, that's probably in the med bay. You, uh, as you go through there though, you do find two personal med kits in here, uh, which can be used. Uh, it, somebody could take it. It can be used to assist with uh, medical roles uh, in the future. I'd It'd be like good to it. leave those on this floor if we, yeah. if they have more in the med bay. Uh, Dr. Powell, um, in terms of disposing of the recently deceased, uh, do you have some sort of medical and and incendiary area or something? How do we get rid of that? I mean, maybe there are more eggs in. Would would I know the answer to that? I probably would, wouldn't I? You would, yeah, yeah. you would. Um, how do you want to do it? For- because it's not listed on anything in the scenario. So how? How would you want to, how, how would it be done on the ship? Oh yeah, it's incinerated. Yeah, okay. at, a, at a very high temperature. Is that like a shoot to the core or, you know? No, it's probably just a big medical incinerator. Yeah. To it's incinerate any, uh, any items that need to be ex- uh, disintegrated. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I think that would make sense that probably in the med lab. Uh, is, is where that would be, or you know, no, maybe we'll wrap it in plastic and take him there later once we have things under control. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. definitely. We need to get rid of that body and, and everything. As with uh, Herb, uh, I believe his name was uh, mentioned to, uh, using a flamethrower against those, those egg like sacks, they need to all be torched. The problem is if they're starting to grow here already, which in 70 plus years they could be all over. It might be near impossible to search them all out and and burn them all. We're in a difficult position here. If it's something that if they can survive, we're we're obviously traveling as we're saying this. Yep. Um, They're obviously able to survive cold if we can find a condition that they can't survive in, um, maybe mother could sterilize the ship somehow. I mean, some life forms can stand cold, but they can't stand 100 degrees of heat. Raise the temperature on the ship, it would kill everything. I'm just speculating. Do you, on board the Montero, do you have a, uh, an area that could be used as quarantine for us? I, that might be the best way. This leave the Montero. The Montero is a um, basically a tug. Um, there's enough room for us. There's not much more to the ship. You guys have ten times the amount of space on the ship. Yeah, but do. it's all in. It's in fact, it's ten times the space with an infection that. Well, I'm just I'm answering your with. question. Yeah. I don't know oh. if there's any place where we can quarantine you. Officer Clayton, uh, we could uh, contain quarantine three of your party in your escape pod. Do you know if there's a secondary escape pod for the fourth? 
as you say this, she gets really upset and says, no, that's the only escape pod left on the ship. Well, I, I hope we can find another place for the fourth then. You also, as, as you say this, you also see that uh, Reed and Johns and probably Flynn, you as well, look a little surprised to find out that uh, she had her own escape pod. You uh, did not know that. Thanks, sir. <laughs> so you are going down. Uh, you know, uh, Reed is leading the way. Uh, who, who's following Reed? Uh, I'm following Reed. And, and I'll follow too. I want to bring up the rear because I don't want Clayton and Johns to have any tete a tete. Okay. Probably um, back with Harker okay. with a shotgun. That way we got a gun in the back as well. The thing All is, right. is, is as before, if I have just a moment with Harker um, where I can whisper something to him, uh, I say, uh, You can do private comms, probably. Yeah, I, I would say that with, with the way your suits are, you could like turn off the speakers uh, and just do a private comm to him. Uh, Mr. Harker, uh, Mother has downloaded all of the information from the ship, so they don't, they don't really can't really have any secrets. Hmm. Anything that's in this computer system is in our system now. So that's a good start, since they don't seem cooperative or grateful. Well, it's not exactly unwarranted. You're, uh, the Whalen Corporation has done a lot of really interesting and shady things in the past. So these are people are from 73 years ago. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem a, like the, the company seems a like a bioweapon. Yeah, Sorry. well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I mean. Turns people into monsters. Well, clearly that was an accident, but this uh, Clayton person. Yeah, but we'll, uh, it'll be interesting to look through that data. And once we get clean, cleansed of these spores and safely out of here. So you, you go down the junction uh, into the, uh, the room, or I'm sorry, the, the hallway uh, near all the science labs, uh, but you don't head towards the science labs. In fact, you go the opposite direction uh, yeah. down the hallway, uh, up one more hallway, and uh, basically... Uh, or, or down the hallway and up one more hallway about halfway and that's the door to the medical lab. Um, when the, the door to the medical lab opens, um, the, the inside is, uh, lo looks uh, like there was uh, probably a struggle or a fight in here at, at some point. Um, you, you see a couple things. Uh, first off, there are uh, two uh, older generation uh, polling med pods. These are uh, basically uh, person length um, uh, autonomous surgical devices uh, where, you know, if, if you have uh, an emergency or something, you can put somebody in there and it will, uh, you know, diagnose them. It will do surgery if you want them to and, and so on. These are some of the older generations. Um, one, of, one of them it's a uh, plexiglass tube is splintered and shattered as if something broke out of it. Uh, but the other from, from what you can see, and, and the lights are on in here, so you can see all of this, um, is intact. However, the inner surface is covered in some very thick dried blood you, from where you're, you're standing at the doorway, you can't see it. Uh, along the wall are, uh, is a row of large specimen jars. And within two of them, you see uh, the same creature that you saw burst out of Cooper floating in the liquid. Um, 
on the shelf next to them uh, on one of the uh in one of the specimen jars uh these are all closed uh, as well you see the same kind of fungal nodes or, or you know the, the round balls that you've seen in the ship uh, elsewhere in in there undisturbed uh, in in this closed jar uh, on a desk as well is this very uh large metallic urn uh, that you you don't recognize. Uh, you, uh, it's not something that you would recognize as something that Wayland Yutani would create. It's just this like silverish metallic urn uh, that seems very out of place in here. Uh, with that, the um, uh, the the whole group stands there. Reed uh, basically takes a step in, looks around, you know, kind of doing a sweep of the room. Uh, does not see uh, anything. And so she kind of motions everybody in uh, to uh, uh, that, that it's clear for you to come in. All right. Oxygen. A, a nice cleanup in here. Yeah, hydration and Mr. oxygen. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, along one of the shelves, you see a, a stockpile of uh, drugs uh, and and. and uh, meds. Uh, looking through there, you can see that there are four, four uh, personal med kits, uh, basically uh, surgical instruments, things that you would need to, to, to do surgery or, or first aid or like more advanced first aid uh, procedures. Uh, and then let's see here, there are uh, two doses of never sleep pills. Uh, you know what these are. I think of these as like no dose on steroids where you can go, uh, basically a full shift of work without sleeping. Uh, it, basically, you know, Wayland, it came from Wayland Yutani to make, you know, workers more productive. Uh, there are six doses of hydration, uh, which again is that super water that will allow everybody to kind of, you know, get, get beef back up, um, you know, get rid of all of the, uh, effects of uh the um of uh, the cryo yeah. yes and there are three doses of what is called naproleave uh naproleave uh you all know what this is it has been around for a very long time uh it's basically a injectable uh, pain reliever um uh, in terms of uh, ga uh, game terms, uh, this, if you take it, immediately reduces your stress to zero. Um, uh, however, uh, it can lead to issues if you start kind of like overusing it. Actually, any of these can. Uh, and letting you know, too, just kind of in terms of game terms, uh, never sleep pills. Um each dose increases your stress level by one, but you don't need to sleep for an entire day. Uh, hydration basically removes all of the side effects of uh, cryosleep. Oh, yeah, that's definitely need. But um, did you mention, does that, uh, that canister that looks a little bit out of place, does that look familiar to me? Yes, it does. It, it, that's like, like, what is that doing out of quarantine? Uh, I look over to uh, the any of the people from Stasis, Mr. Pell. Uh, what is sorry, it? Uh, the the rest of them they kind of look um, they, they shrug. They, they they don't know. Um, they 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 look at you. Uh, or uh, uh, John's looks at you and says, 
you and uh, Flynn or you and Cooper were the ones creating the uh, the vaccine. Uh, I, I assume that you needed us to, you know, test it against it. Isn't that correct? Yeah, that would make sense. I was just, I could have sworn I left this in quarantine in, in not just sitting out. Uh, don't go near that unless you're fully protected in a suit. Well, you're vaccinated and suited. Do you have a place to put it? Um, yeah, there would be. We we've got like those uh, those refrigerator lockers, don't we? Yeah. yeah in, in the in the med bay, you do have. You know that you did or do have um, uh, like deep cold freezers that that you would use yeah. to, to store things like this in there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah. Let's let's move that. Uh, I asked mm-hmm. Marine if uh, she would help me move that carefully into the deep freeze yeah so she 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 agrees she starts to uh, go over as she gets over to there she does uh glance underneath the um the 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 desk that it's sitting on and pulls out a case uh opens it up and hands it back to flynn she looks at you and says these are the rest of the uh the vaccines and hands you the case you look in there are six doses of the vaccine within there Fantastic. Uh, so she she goes and picks up the uh, the urn uh, and uh, kind of looks around and says, "I know where the med lab is. Is anybody going with me?" Uh, she she can't carry her shotgun as it, because th- this is a very large urn, so she has to like hold it with with both hands. I thought we were in the med lab. Oh, I'm sorry. The the uh, the science lab is where the deep freeze. Uh, Containers. Oh, okay. And it, the, the science lab wasn't jettisoned in the science. Module. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So j- just to be clear there, um, there are some science labs in the ship. Uh, yeah. You had passed the doors to them. The, there was a science module that was uh, part of the ship that had been jettisoned. Got it. Okay. I'll go with you. Since I got the other shotgun. All right. Thank you. So uh, Herb and Reed start to walk out into the hallway I'll go with him too because okay. I want to make sure that that has to be contained and whatever is needed. I'm going to help make that a safe journey. So as this happens, uh, anybody who's wearing a suit from the Montero, so the the four of you, uh, Herb, Joe, Ernest, and Captain Paul, mother from the Montero comes and and you can hear her speaking into your. Uh, in your helmets preceded by her speaking though are these uh almost like klaxon warning sirens going off and she uh she contacts you all directly and says displacement drive malfunction cascade failure imminent fission reactor overload in t minus 10 minutes with that we will stop that's not good oh my god our players included David Gasway, Holly Buto, Kent Blue, Stuart Lively, and myself with Tyler Hunak as the Keeper of the Secrets. Now, guys, do that. I gotta rewrite that. Our players included David Gasway, Holly Buto, Kent Blue, Stuart Lively, and myself with Tyler Hunak as the Gamekeeper. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account, 
Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the dark future and the alien role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.